What would you give to increase sales by 8% of your restaurant? Restaurants leveraging the power of Yelp Guest Manager paired with Yelp ads enjoy up to an 8% monthly lift in diner bookings through Yelp. It makes sense, right? Millions of people use Yelp every day to find restaurants, and they're using that same trusted platform to book reservations and add themselves to wait lists. Your restaurant could be busier today. To learn more, visit restaurants.yelp.com forward slash podcast or call 877-571-9357 and quote podcast. Yelp Internal Data 2021. Based on average results from a sample study of restaurants with guest manager that purchased Yelp ads between April and July 2021 in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New York City. Results may vary. Now here we go. You don't need much information at the end of the day. You got to think of who are the people searching for these things. So if they're searching for a bridal shower, they might have certain aspects of the bridal shower that you should mention that you do on your website. If you do celebrations of lives, you can work with a local funeral home and link to their website and they link to you as a resource. These are weird things that most people don't think of about the restaurant that can really just give you that little notch above everybody else. Because at the end of the day, you're only competing with who is around you, not the whole world. Welcome to Full Comp, a show offering insight into the hospitality industry. Featuring restaurateurs, thought leaders, and innovators. Served up on the house. Grant Neville is a restaurateur now, but he didn't start out that way. Grant is one of the many that through luck and random circumstance, found his way into the hospitality industry. From all places, tech. Grant is an SEO whiz, and I'd argue it's probably the single greatest factor in his success as a restaurateur. Today we chat about how his restaurant's online presence has destroyed his brick and mortar competition. I was a guy who just loved helping out their parents doing Microsoft front page and Photoshop. And through that, my growth into digital marketing was just helping out local businesses near me, whether they needed a website, they needed a logo, whatever that may be. And as I got into college, people started asking me some interesting requests, whether, hey, help me get found on Google. Hey, how do you do this? Hey, how do you do that? And needing beer money, I kind of really got into learning it really well. And additionally, it was interesting because it was kind of playing off my interests at the time. So I was involved in a lot of digital communities and really learning about the websites and how people were interacting with each other. And so after college, I ended up just going into the digital marketing world where I was just a junior SEO consultant. And I worked with every type of brand you could think of, breweries, wineries, restaurants, multi-conglomerate corporations handling appliances. I was very big in HVAC. And so I was really intricate with the HVAC because it's a more high-priced environment. And as I was doing all of this, I was with my father. We would go to bars. It's fun. We would sit there, grab a burger. We always look for a great burger. And we would sit and have a cocktail and we talk about it. And my dad would regale me with stories about how my grandfather owned a bar where the Philadelphia Flyers would skate and practice. And my great-grandfather owned a bar. And so with that in mind, my digital marketing background involved in the way, really, right before COVID, March of 2020, a bar opened up to, next to my dad's auto repair shop. 
And he goes, would you want to be interested in buying it? And I go, I don't know. It's a five-year plan. He goes, no, no, no. They're really interested in selling it. So we're going to make a decision. So I go, yeah, why not? That week is the week of COVID. And we shut down like literally the day after we purchased. So at this point, it was we're starting from ground floor. It was originally a biker bar. And then I worked with my family to develop this brand where we would do upscale bar food in a non-traditional area. And the reason being was I grew up in South Jersey and in South Jersey, we're very, very fortunate and very lucky to have such great food around here. A lot of local establishments have been here for 60 plus years. Everyone has their name and their foothold in the industry. There's just these certain restaurants that are not just restaurants anymore, they're institutions. And so knowing that is I wanted to create something with that regard, but also pull from my influences when I used to live in Philadelphia, I lived in outside of Philly near Pittsburgh and everything else. There's some really great things out there and knowing that everybody comes together with food. That's kind of really how I ended up in this industry. And I don't regret switching over ever since. It was such a positive influence on me. I think that you came to the game with a new perspective that a lot of us didn't have, which is even though your restaurant is located in South Jersey, it lives on the internet. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I tell restaurateurs or tell all business owners, in fact, your website is the second most important thing outside of your brick and mortar. Now, if you don't have brick and mortar, it's a different story, but it's the second most important thing. It's the place where it represents you 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Social media is good, but people don't realize social media is a beach. It truly is. There's different beaches around the world. Certain people stick with certain beaches and that's it. And the biggest players, the biggest social media people are the biggest and best surfers. And then you kind of get into this waves and you get choppy and you don't know if you could surf and how everything else. But at the end of the day, all those surfers leave the beach and then they go to somewhere else. And that somewhere else in the digital world is your website. And it's the best and most accurate representation of who you are and what you have to offer and if you're not working on that, then you are severely hindering yourself. So you pick up this restaurant at the top of the pandemic. How do you market it? You had to live online because no one was allowed within the four walls of your restaurant. So what did that strategy look like and how did it evolve over the last couple of years? That's a really great question. So we started from the ground up. Uh, that means I completely new name, new everything. So we were starting from the very bottom. And that allows you to work with a little bit more flexibility. You're not constrained to any restraints on the brand. You're not constrained on anything in that regard. So from there, I had to build like we've been there before. In my opinion, you really have to start strong with your branding, your good logo. Make sure you have your typeface. Make sure you have your colors. How does your logo look horizontally? How does it look vertically? Does it look good online? How about small, big? Is it just in the color white or just in the color black where it looks good as well? I mean, these are all things that most people don't think of that really do help your overall strategy and your search engine strategy. And that way they see your logo. It's instantly recognizable. So once I had that locked down, it was creating a good website and truly just getting your information out there. What do you have to offer? Uh, what is my menu about? I was taking pictures like crazy because people don't realize it's not just your videos, it's not just your text, it's your, it's your photos as well. It's a combination of all the three and how you get your message out there. And then from there, it's doing some offsite SEO. So in that regard, it's making sure all my citations were set up. Is your Google My Business set up? Is your Facebook page, which is social media, but it also plays into the realm of citations, set up? Yelp set up? 
all these different side websites set up and make sure they all have accurate information on all of them. So once I had all of that, it's funny, people thought I'd been there for a long time. It was a weird situation to be in because they had complaints about us when we first opened that were truly just growing pains. But to them, we looked like we've been around for so long. They were like, well, how come you're on top of your game? And I was like, it's quite the double-edged sword of being overly prepared. (laughs) Well, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about setting and exceeding expectations through your digital face to the world. How do you do that? How do you let people know who you are and what you're about? And then how do you convince them to go from your social media profile to your Yelp listing, to your website, eventually to your restaurant? Really great question. So you got to understand that your website is the direct representation of your restaurant. So if you do not have your proper menu on there, you got to have your proper menu on there. Do you have all your menus on there? Maybe you have a happy hour menu. Maybe you have a Tuesday only menu. Maybe you have something special throughout the week. Is that accurately displayed? Is there pricing along with it? Is there descriptions with it? These are all things that are all part of it. Now, one of my biggest strategies I like to explain to people is you got to have a nap. (laughs) In search engine optimization world, nap was name, address, phone number. Now, I do it a little bit of a New Yorker way where I go, naps. And the reason I say that is because I add the extra hours. You got to have your hours always on there. And you may have multiple hours. So in the case of my business, we have our bar hours and then we have kitchen hours. So those are both displayed accurately. We also have brunch hours. And then you got to add the S, social media accounts. Make sure everything's linked. So if you're properly linked up from your Facebook to your website, your Yelp to your website, everything to your website, people start to understand the map of how these works. It's crazy because when you have people searching for your business, 76% of people who search for a local business on their mobile phone end up visiting the said business in 24 hours. This is straight from Google. And I always get, why do you care about Google? Why not about Bing? Why not about the other ones? They're great. But Google holds 92% of all search engine traffic. So if you're not working with Google, you're just immediately shooting yourself in the foot. We don't want that. So then how do you work with Google? How do you optimize your site to be found? And what are some of the tricks you've learned along the way that you think have given you and your restaurant an edge? Absolutely. So when it comes to search engine optimization, there's four pillars to it. We talked about branding. Branding is always the big one because as long as you have the message moving forward everywhere online, no one can mistake you. There's no mistaken identity, nothing like that. Then there's the three other aspects. There's your on-page SEO, your off-page SEO, and your technical SEO. So we'll break it down really simply. Your on-page SEO is exactly what is read on your website. So at the end of the day, Google's concept of how they work and how they work best is they want to provide their searchers with a place to get answers from. So there are various different types of searches, so they want to make sure they give the best answer possible. So as long as you're putting out all the information possible, then you could be found for this. So it's crazy. We have a dedicated page just to dogs. We accommodate to dogs. We have a little outdoor patio just for dogs. And I created a page just saying, hey, we're dog friendly. We offer a dog menu. We do all this stuff for dogs. But if you want to come up here, you'd be surprised how many people search for dog friendly restaurants near me. Now, if you have dogs at your restaurant, but you're not telling people you have dogs, how people are supposed to know? So that leads us to the second part, your technical SEO. 
technical SEO is just making sure you have a proper setup website. You have all this information that you want to share to people, but if you don't have your website working properly, this is where you can go wrong. Some of the easiest things to do is having a proper site structure. So think of it like a pyramid. Your top of your website is your homepage. Now, people are supposed to be able to figure out how to get through the other parts of your website. So as long as you have a good navigation system where it's like your menu, maybe you have multiple menus. So your main menu is your food menu, and then you could do brunch menu, which just comes under your main menu, and so on and so forth. Make sure you have an events calendar if you need so. Make sure you have your reviews. All of these, and as long as your website's working fine, which at this point, it's 2022, if you're using WordPress or Squarespace or even Wix, which just got a huge SEO employee with named Morty, who's the head of their SEO, who's incredible over there, then he's really doing a lot for Wix. You really can't go wrong. It's the small stuff, making sure your website loads quickly. You know, you can have all these images on your website, but if they're all like 15 megabytes each, they're going to slow down your website. And if an average site speed, according to Pingdom, which is a website that measures all types of speed, is over three seconds, people are just going to leave your website. Now, Google kind of takes into all these factors, not just bounce rate. They don't do bounce rate, but they do all these other things. It's 100,000 factors that make up your plus that make up your website. So being able to provide all a great experience to your user, a great experience to your guests. I mean, at the end of the day, if your website can load on the phone, it can load on the computer, you've got your technical down for the most part there. And then the last part is your off page. This is what we talked about a little bit before, making sure your citations are there, making sure that you're out on every website, you're on Google My Business, you have hours set up, you have your Yelp page set up to the max. I mean, what people also forget is there are different features you could use on Yelp or use on Google, where it's women-led or veteran-led or do you have happy hour? Do you have live music? Do you have karaoke? These are all options you can fill out. If you fill out all of that, you go, you handle just your off page right there. And then lastly is, is really getting links. And in order to get links, people get really anxious about this. And it's not that hard, especially for local businesses. It's as simple as joining your merchants association, working with the local government to be on their list of restaurants or be on their list of different activities. Working, if say you have a sneaker store in your area and you're a big sneaker fan as an owner, go to the sneaker store and be like, hey, let's do in a happy hour. You show off your sneakers at my bar and you do this every week and you promote to your customers. I'll give you special discounts or whatever. And then on their website, they'll link, hey, we do a special happy hour at your bar. Well, that's a link. And that shows Google that you have expertise, you have authority, and you have trust. And building up all of these aspects really do make your website better and then make, in turn, get people to come into your place. Do you have cold beer? Is it on your website that you have cold beer? It's just small things like that that people are searching for. And understanding how they're searching for, whom you're targeting, will just always allow you to have the best results. And as long as you don't just go target everybody because at the end of the day, you're targeting no one, then you really know what you're aiming for. How many special interest pages do you have on your website? That's a really great question. I must have probably 15 or 20. So think about this. Does your restaurant have bridal showers? Well, why don't you have a bridal shower page? Do you do gender reveals? That should be a gender reveal page. You don't need much information at the end of the day. you got to think of who are the people searching for these things. So if they're searching for a bridal shower, they might have certain aspects to the bridal shower that you should mention that you do on your website. If you do celebrations of lives, you can work with a local funeral home 
and link to their website and they link to you as a resource. These are weird things that most people don't think of about the restaurant that can really just give you that little notch above everybody else. Because at the end of the day, you're only competing with who is around you, not the whole world. So the next thing I want to talk about is conversion. So eyeballs are great, but butts in seats are really what we're all going for here. So how do you set up a website to convert so that the people of high intent that are on your website decide to go with you? It's a really good question. That sort of goes outside the realm of SEO because at the end of the day, SEO is about getting people to land on your website. But now you're talking about user conversion, which does play a factor in the whole scheme. And I, I can gladly address it. So at the end of the day, you have to understand what your users are looking for. So are they looking to order right away? So if they land on your website and you offer delivery or takeout, maybe that's your goal. And what you can do in that regard is... Now, like I use Toast, and this would be a great example. So Toast allows you to go off your website and it goes onto their Toast platform. Well, you can't use their analytics and you can't go on there. But what you can do is you can use Google Analytics and Google Tag Manager to work on your website. So every time someone clicks on, let's just say, order online, and that goes to Toast, you can track that. So then when you're on Google Analytics, you can break it down even further. It can tell you... Um, whether it's organically found, so people found your website and then ordered online, or where they maybe did through social media. So you can really have an, a better understanding how these conversions work. But you may not realize that SEO can work in a weirder way. Now, my restaurant used to not have um, takeout or delivery. We just took people walking in. So how do you track that if they go on your website because there's no actionable activity. You know, they can't order, they can't do anything like that. So that's where it starts to get a little bit um, complicated. And that's where SEOs kind of get really creative. So in my regard, I was doing events. I was tracking all my events because at the end of the day, they're just filling out a form and coming to me. I was also tracking reservations. This was just a form. It would come to me. So I could base it off of that. But then you really have to focus on some of the bigger things. How many reviews are you getting? And then focusing on that aspect of SEO because those playing the SEO, your reviews, or how many reviews do you have on Google, Yelp, Facebook, et cetera, because people are searching for this. And so you may not convert on directly on your website, but your website may help you convert people just looking you up or looking up your reviews. I mean, at this point, Bright Local, which is a local search engine optimization website, says 79% of consumers trust online reviews as much as they trust personal recommendations. It's wild to hear that. I mean, it's also really funny to hear how many people walk into my restaurant and go, I came here because of your reviews. That was it. For sure. Never heard of you. Never knew anything about it. I came here because of your reviews. That is SEO. That is finding you. Your search engine optimized. You had the best reviews in the area. And, and that is one of the different pain points searchers are looking for. Because at the end of the day, searchers have multiple different pain points. They have, they have latent pain, which means they don't know what they want, where they want, or how they're going to want it. So they might just type in, let's go an example, restaurants in New York. Well, then they might have an, an acknowledged pain. They know they want to eat in New York. They're like, oh, okay, maybe I want Italian. So then they're doing Italian restaurants in New York. Or even, let's go even further, Italian restaurants in Soho, because it's a little bit of, they understand that they're not going to be all in New York City. They're going to be just in Soho. Then they're trying to probably seek a solution. So they're going to do best Italian in Soho, because they're going to see where all the Italian restaurants are out there. 
And then they're going to take it one step further. Maybe they're, they're finally wanting now the best of the best solution. So now they're searching the Italian restaurants in Soho's their specific reviews. And then by the time they get to you, they probably touched you multiple times. They know you probably better than you know yourself in a little bit. And then they, may, they come to you. So all these different areas that you're tackling with your website and your search engine optimization allows you to have more butts and seats. It's simple as that. But you might not be able to accurately control that because you can't really see it. You can't quantitate it, unfortunately. But there's no reason not to tackle that. Seeing what was possible and going from good to great, you're going to learn something. Hearing different perspectives from different people in the group have inspired ideas or concepts that I've used since then that there's no way I would have ever come up with on my own. You pull it out of us as much as possible. When the well is dry, you pour a bucket in there and then tell us, now get it out. We could have been just as lost as when we started if all we got was, here's how to do it, go. These folks are independent restaurateurs, just like you, but they have one massive advantage that you don't. They have a proven plan. I'm launching my next restaurant marketing mastermind that brings together 12 owners and operators looking to massively scale revenue by working with me and by working with each other. This mastermind is so effective, we offer a money back guarantee. So if you're interested in scaling your restaurant's revenue with a program that is guaranteed to work, apply today at restaurantmarketingmastermind.com. Again, that's restaurantmarketingmastermind.com. You might think being on the line and killing those tickets is the thing you need to do for your restaurant, but every burger you make is a marketing call or video that you didn't make to drive more sales into your restaurant to make things better. I want to talk about the essential elements of a successful website, a website that drives traffic and a website that converts. And we can use yours as a model. What are those essential elements? When you go through your own website, what are the things you said, like, before we launch, these are the things we must have in place to be successful? Absolutely. Yeah. So the first one we can go back to is branding. If you don't have your branding down, you're not going to be able to make a good website. You're not going to be able to have the right colors. The links won't make sense. The font won't make sense. It'll be very haphazard and not planned. That is number one. It's funny. SEOs don't really talk about that much because they kind of anticipate and expect you to have that already. But when you end up in these calls, whether you're work doing it yourself or you're working with an agency or working with a freelancer, they're going to need, hey, I need your logos. I need some pictures. I need all of that. So if you don't have that, that's where you have to start. Domain name, the simple things. Then I would come up with your site structure. How are you going to break down your website? So think about all the pages that are going to be involved. What we use with mine, I have the celebration of life thing. So that falls under private parties and private events. And that goes under my event section. So you kind of have to organize yourself well. I mean, it's the same thing like a restaurant. If you're not organized, you're not doing everything properly. And then it's just a mess. Google likes organization. And then what we said before, having a proper content management system. I use WordPress, but you got to use one that, that works. You can use regular basic HTML. I'm not saying you can't. But at the end of the day, us as restaurant owners have not as much time as we like. And so you don't need to reinvent the wheel. The wheel is given to you. In fact, all of this information is overly given to you. It's wild because there is no barrier to entry when it comes to digital marketing. This wasn't taught in schools. The fact that the matter is this updates way too quickly in a sense 
that it can't be really taught in schools. But as long as you have that proper page structure, your proper page breakdown, make sure your pages look good. You got to have proper headings, proper information inside of it. If you're mentioning your reviews on, on your homepage, link to your review page, small things like that. And then as we talked about before, your name, your address, your hours, your phone number, your social media should be on every single page. Google should know that. All that should be on every single page. Google takes into consideration all those details. If you serve pizza, you better be mentioning that you serve pizza on your website. If you have cocktails and all these different things, it better be mentioned on the website. If you have reviews that are good, put it on your website. If you've been featured by the local press, you better be mentioning it on your website. There's no information that you should have that you should be able to say verbally only that isn't on your website. All of this should be covered. And as long as it's organized and properly done, you'll be able to take in consideration everybody's different search intent. Because at the end of the day, either they're going to find you because of your name or they're going to find you because of the service or product that you offer. And you're going to help solve their solution of their problem of looking for you. 100%. And as I go through your website, you just did so many things well. From the top, you position yourself as a premier bar and restaurant. Then in the next section, you tell people exactly how you want them to engage with you. Order food for pickup, view the menu, find the restaurant, right? If you do any one of those things, you're winning. And then you scroll down a little bit further and it says what we're known for. Giving people reasons to come in. Hey, come in and try the smoked wings and short ribs or weekend brunch. We're a dog-friendly outdoor patio. And then you get into about you and the mission. And then you have this whole section built out around social proof, showing all of the different publications that have published things about your restaurant. Again, further validating, helping people to confirm that this is the right place for them to go. And then you round out with not only upcoming events, but also your Instagram feed. And then at the very end, you say, these are what our customers have to say. Read all of our reviews. You look at that site compared to most sites and you say, not only have you given people reasons to come in, you've also done a really good job of eliminating all of the reasons that they would potentially choose somewhere else. A hundred percent. You do these things in your business normally. And people don't realize how easy this is because it's essentially your biggest sales pitch. And then each one of those pages do the same thing for those specific needs and requirements and everything else. There's a link for Instagram. And when you click in the link to bio, they have a link to bio. Now, people don't utilize this, but I have a specific landing page for it. You can't even find it on my website if you were searching for it. You can't even find it on Google if you were looking for it. The reason being is it's like a link tree. You have an understanding of what the person searching for is intending. So if I know they're on Instagram, they're looking up photos and they're looking up reels. So they want to know quick information. When's my hours? Can I order it away? Is there anything going on? And it's really broken down really simply and really easily and loads very quickly. It's funny because there was a mentioning online that TikTok was overcoming Google and people were getting worried. And this reminded me back a couple of years ago when they said voice was overtaking Google, that Alexa and Siri was overtaking. But what it did was it really showed to search engine optimizers and experts in the field that people are searching for different keywords differently now. They're looking for the how-tos on YouTube, on 
TikTok and on Instagram. When you used to look up how to do directions, you looked up MapQuest. Now you can do it on Google Maps. When you look up the weather, you used to go on weather.com. Now you just type into Google, what is the weather? Or even ask, hey, Siri, what is the weather? And it'll tell you. Search is evolving. It always is. And so as long as you're able to understand what the person who's actively looking for you is about, then you'll always be able to take care of them. As you mentioned, I'm trying to give a reason why you should come to my restaurant and my website, but also reasons why there's no reason for you to look out anywhere else. I understand that you're going to need some reviews. I understand that there's a catch-22 that you do not want to go into a restaurant that's not empty or you don't want to go somewhere that's new because you don't know how they're going to be. As long as you take all of that out, because you could do that in this talk. You have a sales pitch. The better talkers always rise to the top. Your website's going to talk for you. You don't need to be a heavy coder to have a beautiful looking website. It's taking some photos and using a pre-made, well-done template. It's just very fascinating to see how much it has evolved over the years, especially with this. And it really upsets me to see restaurateurs that get taken advantage of by agencies because they don't know. And that lack of understanding is what really can ruin you. You can put money into this and it could just money, money, money. And then you're like, I don't see any results and not understand it. For one, search engine optimization doesn't happen right away. When I first opened, not many people were finding me. And that's apparent. In fact, Google doesn't give you a boost for your Google My Business until you get at least around 10 reviews. So you got to show that you're active and you're putting it out there. I mean, just like you're updating your Instagram or your TikTok, you should be updating your Google My Business post, probably with the same pictures, actively going out of your way for reviews is another big one. All these little things just add up. And eventually, it does it for you. That's the really cool thing about this is once you get your SEO up and running, then it's just about doing tweaks. Oh, maybe we could change the category that we're in on Google My Business. We changed something from winter to summer, so we're slightly different. Just making sure you're on top of these things is really what is crucial. Where can folks start today? If you had to triage and say that everyone listening is super busy, but if there were three major changes they can make to their online presence, which should it be? Three major changes. So this is an interesting concept that we used to talk about in the agency because at the end of the day, you don't know what is going to make the biggest difference. So the first one would be make sure you have a website that is secure. So you have an HTTPS, which should come with your stuff. So like a lot of this should come with what you have. Make sure your website is mobile responsive. That's a crazy one, but it's the truth. I hate to still say that now, but it's amazing how many websites aren't like that still to this day. Make sure you have a properly built website. Like I said, WordPress is great. Squarespace should be good. Wix should be good. I use WordPress almost exclusively because it's open source and there's so much available for it. And if you have any issues, you can really Google them and you'll have a no problem. So that the second one will be once you have your website established and properly built and has all your information, start building your off page. Start signing up for every merchants association in your area. Start signing up for everything. Your Yelp page should be completely filled to the brim. Your Google My Business, all those citations should be filled to the brim. It's amazing. I say this a lot, but it's true. How many people will call you, try to market you, and they'll be like, you're not on this website. Well, your information is incorrect from this other website. And they'll usually sell you if you're wrong and that stuff. And it stinks because they're most likely will sell you snake oil because after once they get to that part, they really don't know how to properly do SEO and it can get really expensive at that point for them. 
Yeah. So like I said, you have your website built and you start to get it onto other websites and things like that. And the third thing is just making sure you're on top of it, making sure you are checking your analytics like once a month. You really don't need to do more than that, but just make sure that it's being found on Google. Updating here and there, making sure your menu is completely covered, making sure all those pictures are there. And then after you get through all of that, and this is like the little tip of the cap type deal, make sure all the everything is labeled properly. Everything is written out properly. You can add some schema to your site, which is essentially telling Google and other search engines what information is what on your website. So Google can do this automatically, but if you just have a random string of numbers, it could think that's a number of a price or it could think it's a telephone number. So what schema does is it essentially breaks down all this information. That gets a little complicated. But if you really want to set yourself apart, really have your about page, have your menu, have your contact page, have an event calendar. Do you have a chef that has accreditation? Write a bio for him, write a bio for you. What are your certifications? Show your reviews off. I mean, I can speak on and on how many pages you should write and, and come up with, but if this is part of your business and it's not being displayed, you're hindering yourself. The restaurant industry is filled with unspoken rules and traditions about how things should be done. How would you like to see our industry turn the tables to create a better future for all of us? Wow. This brings back to our conversation before the podcast. Things like bear crawls and things like the community-based organizations. At the end of the day, we are on this spinning rock together. And you, as a restaurant, are part of your community where there are other restaurants and there are other businesses involved. As long as you are community-oriented and developing these types of things, whether it's a sponsorship, whether it's events to raise money for anything, you getting your name out there is going to get you found in the press. It's going to get you found in other people's websites because you're affecting their business as well. By doing this and focusing on everyone else, they're going to focus on you. And this is from a digital marketing standpoint. And it's funny because this bar crawl, I'm going out to restaurants and I'm like, hey, I want to partner with you. And they're looking at me sideways. They're like, you want to partner with us? You're our competitor. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I want you to hang out. I want to be friends with you. It's so much so that I believe my competitors didn't like me. I believe he was talking down about me until I met him. And I was like, hey, I want to work with you. I don't do what they do. This is maybe more on me, but I purposely do not put out food that is similar to my restaurants near me. I have a cheesesteak place that is considered one of the best cheesesteaks in all the land, in my opinion, better than some of the most of Philly restaurants. I won't serve a regular cheesesteak in my bar, but I'll do a brisket cheesesteak. And I want to work, I work with them. I promote them, I'll do events, and they promote me. And at the end of the day, it's this uplifting nature is the only way to really get you out there. You should share your audiences. No one's going to eat Chinese food every single day. No one's going to eat Italian food every single day. So if you are all, you're working together and you're really kind of promoting each other and promoting this, this is where the restaurant industry should really take into consideration. It's interesting to see certain restaurants do this. And it's great because Josh, I was listening to some of your older podcasts where this was discussed. One of my favorite events was Family Style Festival in LA. And you were talking about the collaborations that was done. It's that sort of stuff that really can make your restaurant and website stand out from the rest because you're building those connections. You're building that up. And Google cares about your authority. It cares about your expertise. It cares about your trustworthiness. When other people are essentially going to back for you by putting your website out there or putting your name out there, they're helping you in turn that way. And Google goes, oh, maybe I should put them higher up on Google because 
they are considered this. I mean, at the end of it, you got to remember, Google wants to give their searcher the best answer possible and understand that. And the other thing is, please, for most restaurateurs, don't get suckered in into some of these agencies. They try to sell you on guaranteed rankings. Guaranteed, I'll get you number one. Guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. I could do it real quick. I could do it. It's nonsense. It's so nonsense that because there's so many different ways of understanding search and how many different factors are in. If I am searching for pizza in New York, in South Jersey, I'm most likely going to get informational lists. Here are the top 10 pizza restaurants. If I'm searching for pizza in New York, while in New York, I'm going to find pizza restaurants near me because Google understands I want to buy pizza. I'm not just trying to learn about the pizza near me. And even near me terms, if you're in one part of your city, and you type in near me, it's going to do it by a proximity basis. It's still going to put in other factors and everything else, but it'll do a proximity basis. If you're going to do near me on the other side of the city, it'll probably choose another restaurant. And then you're looking at your company going, well, why am I not ranking like you said I was? And there's all this miscommunication and anger towards SEO that shouldn't be there. It's just because there's a lack of understanding and lack of really trying to get there. And there's so much opportunity available that to really rank and stand out that you shouldn't have any issues unless you, I mean, you are in New York or LA and in which case, you know, kind of good luck. You might need to hire someone. <laughs> I'm available, but that's not what the point is. The point is like you got to put more effort because there's more competition in that regard, but you should in turn help everybody out. It's communal. That's Grant Neville. For more information on Freddie J's, visit freddyjays.com. If you want to tell us your story, hear previous episodes, or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash full comp. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. A special thanks to Yelp for helping us spread the word to the whole hospitality community. I'm Josh Kopel. You've been listening to Full Comp.